Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. As you probably know, last night on YouTube, we dropped our latest episode of the off-season. Myself, Matty the Waterboy, and the great Jackson Hastings from the West Tigers taking a deep dive into the best ball-playing forwards of all time. A number of these forwards played in the great 13 jersey as lock forwards. And at the end of our big chat, we went through all the guys in the history of Rugby League that we loved as ball-playing forwards. We had a little chat about the 13s that are running around at the moment, and we asked a big question. Are we living in the golden era of lock forwards? Personally, I think we are. It was a great chat about all the great 13s that we have in our game right now. Your Cam Murrays, your Isaiah Yos, your Victor Radley. The list goes on and on. A number of champion ball players in our competition that are lining up in Jersey 13 at the moment. I'll hand it over now. If you want to have a listen to this full episode, it is available on YouTube. Go to YouTube, type in Rugby League Guru. It is the most recent episode of the off-season featuring Matty the Waterboy, the great Waterboy himself, Jackson Hastings, and myself taking a deep dive into ball playing forwards. Now, obviously, uh, a lot of the guys we've spoken about are guys from the past, but are we blessed at the moment with the golden eras of thirteens? Yeah, I reckon. Uh, like we we spoke about it off air a little bit. Isaiah is probably the one that everyone looks to in terms of getting the balance right. Like the one thing about that I love about Isaiah Yo will love watching is. He doesn't shirk the tough stuff either. You know what I mean? He doesn't get caught up with just ball playing, ball playing. He scores a lot of tries for a middle forward, but he also sets a hell of a lot up. He makes Nathan and Jerome's job a hell of a lot easier, but he also helps his middle middle pack out by taking them hard yards. Like you look at him, he'd probably average, I don't know his averages, but like 140 metres, 40 odd tackles, doesn't get hurt, robust, resilient, and he went from being did he start off as, as a centre or a back? Yeah, centre back role. Yeah. yeah. Went into the middle and really, like, I feel like Jake Trebojevic doesn't get enough praise for – he was that real good ball playing 13 that sort of everyone sort of moulded their game on how Jake played and then Isaiah probably took it to another level. But you got him, Jake, Cam Murray now who's got a great pass. Like, he went from that in behind the line, hit the ground, played the ball quick to an unbelievable passer of the football. There's another half for the Rabbitohs in good ball. I feel like Victor, like – 
Victor's probably my favourite to watch in, in, in terms of the way he played. Like, I'm watching him play for England and he's doing stuff really well, like catching the ball wide, but not holding it for too long, just catching it, tipping it, letting the other middle lay the line for him to come back with that big play with George Williams. The other middle leading off him, George Williams at the back using his speed to skip across the line. But then you've got people that do it differently, like Jason Tamalolo. Like, he's left to right pass in that semi final this year that. Hit the hit Peter Hickey on the chest at full speed was a joke. Like for someone that plays the game at that high intense, just bash, barge, right foot, bump, get out of my way, make 200 metres a game, to be able to be in the washing machine, I think the game was near overtime when he threw the pass. It was to get him into overtime maybe. Yep. Mm. And to throw it 20 metres on the fly and hit Peter Hickey at full, full, full steam ahead. We're, we're, yeah, as you said, we're blessed with like talent at 13. Paddy Carrigan's another one that. Is, get, is getting that pass in his game, that tip on, that out the back. Every team these days probably needs one, but like they all do it in different ways. Like Jazz Tavanga from the Warriors does it different to everyone else, but does it so well. Like he's got that subtle tip, but like run the ball at anyone. I don't know, man. Like this generation of 13 slash props, there's always one or two in the team that really have that skill about them to, to help complement the halves and other people on the side. So I think the Sharks have a good rotation with Dale and Cam McGuinness as well. Are they interchanged with each other? Like Dale's a bit more uh, run hard and then Cam McGuinness comes on and he's got a bit of creativity but he's still tough as fuck. So. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got to be able to pass. It's almost like a requirement these days. Like mm. Every team I've played in, one or two people in the middle, don't take it upon themselves, but are the two that really have to lead the way with getting the other forwards involved. Like You see it at the Raiders, like uh, Papali and, and, and Joey Tarpany, like the way they link together as well, is unreal. They won't just run it for the sake of running it. If, if one's free outside, they'll tip. And Ray Gouler and, and that off the bench as well also have a great pass too. I think Canberra do it really well. There's a lot of – Junior Paulo, for a big man, oh, yeah. can can pass with the best of them. So, I mean, every team in the comp has a ball-playing middle now that, that can do it. But the scary thing is when you come up against those real, real big packs that have one or two big units that you know are going to run for 140 that you have to be courageous and get in front of – but you also need to be smart and good ball that you can't race off the line to shut them down because they've got that short tip and another big middle flying off their off their shoulder too. So just shows how far the game's gone, going from bash and barge to you need to be able to do both, have the finesse and, and, and the passing game too. So um, I'm not going to pick who the best is at it, but I've just named nearly everyone in the comp. So <laughs> oh, I think pick. it's incredible though as well that how like – like all, all the guys that we've spoken about today, you could have watched them in their first 50 games of first grade and gone, they're ball playing forwards. Mm. Whereas now, I feel like there's like a Jason Tamalolo for the first eight years of his career, hardly passed a football. Mm. And then in the last two years, all of a sudden it's really developed. Cam Murray, Matty, he's the same. I cannot mm. believe how much of a good link man he has become in the last, especially this year. I, I feel like we, we didn't talk about it enough. Did, did, did you notice that in his game? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, he's he really stepped that part of it up this year. As you said before, like, you know, he had the quickest play the ball in the comp and still does, but now he's evolved as a as a ball playing forward oh, as well. I reckon he's a big part of the reason why your attack was okay without Adam Reynolds. He really stepped up this year playing that um link man sort of role. And there was a period of time there where um Ilias wasn't crossing um the the fifty percent mark for the first half of the season. Mm. Cam Murray was just controlling it on both sides of the rock. And what I respect so much about these boys that went from being that bash and barge, we need you to run 150, 200 metres, play the ball quick for our halves to play, to the boys that are link men now, 
we're talking about Cam Murray, so I'll use him as an example. If you actually watch Cam Murray, catch the, he catches the ball real early out in front. Like he's got a real early catch for someone that's used to just like hitting the ground hard, playing it fast, and letting these halves do do everything. He catches the ball early and he and he holds it in two hands always, and he's got that late tuck. So when he wants to go on the line, he can bump that outside man, drop that shoulder, and poke his nose through and play it. Or he's got that real. Uh, good deception in his game now where he's got the ball out in front, he's looking out the back, he can either hit short out the back or because he's got it early catch in two hands and you can see what the defence is doing in front of him, he can actually show and, and get in behind. Like With South, you know that they're going to go to their left, but with Cam Murray and Cody and Latrell, they're that good, they're that elite at what they do. It doesn't matter that you know it's coming, you can't stop it. Like It's proven that you can't stop it. They're, they're so good, they're so well drilled, they're so elite at it and Cam's a massive part now. Obviously, Adam was a big part of it, and, and Lockie Elias really started to find his straps, and he done so well to bounce back from from what he the bit of adversity that he faced. You got to respect like a young kid to bounce back from that's outstanding. But I feel like Cam Murray and Cody and Latrell on that left edge, the way they link together is is so good to watch. Hard to play against, but so good to watch. I would say over the last two years, I think Isaiah Yo's taken it to a new level that we haven't seen, obviously. just I, I think he's by far and away the most consistent out of all of them. Mm. I, I can't remember a time when Isaiah, a pass has hit the ground. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Whereas I think Victor Radley, I think he's the most naturally gifted 13 in our game, mm. but he's obviously spends a lot of time off the field. I, I, we've said it on Bloke a lot. I think Radley's biggest downfall and the thing that's going to make uh, is going to make it so hard in his career is that if he wasn't suspended or injured during the last two years... I reckon he'd already have six State of Origin games. It's great to see him playing for England. He's doing very well. But I reckon he would have already played for New South Wales. That two-year period, he gave Isaiah Yeo every opportunity to show what he could do. And Isaiah Yeo took it with both hands. He also gave Cam Murray every opportunity to show what he can do. Um, I, I really hope the international game does keep going the way it is because I want to see Radley go head-to-head with Isaiah Yeo and Cam Murray for the next few years. Yeah, and, and the one thing I res- I've always loved about Victor, I got to play with him in the under-20s at the Roosters. Like, there were some games that he got called upon to play 5-8, and he just didn't look out of place. Like, he could mm-hmm. play six at the drop of a hat. He get he jumps into nine for England to spell Mickey McAlorum and, and sets up tries for England. And then for someone that's not that big, overly tall obviously and and he's probably not I haven't seen him up close for for a long time now I haven't played against the Roosters for a while but the way he hits for someone of that that size is a joke like to get through the work he does but he controls their attack so well at the Roosters like you can you can see now even for England that he's pointing and getting people around the park he's demanding that you lay that line so I can come back with this play or if you're not going to lay it I'll lay it but get me over there so we can come back with our big shot he's just become such an all-round elite talent that um, yeah, I, I get such a joy out of watching him play because he's just a pure footballer. You know, you could chuck him in any era as well, Victor. Mm-hmm. You could chuck him in the seventies. You could chuck him in the eighties. You could probably drink with the best of them, but he can bang with the best of them, and he can and he can ball play with the best of them. So I'm not saying he's the best, but I won't, I won't name one. I have got to play against all these guys, and they'd all knock my head off my shoulders. So I'll leave that for someone else to debate. But they're all they're all freaks in their own right and, and they've made the game so much more competitive and, and, and great to watch. Like, as you said with Victor, like he's he, he's 24 or, or, or 25. Matty, can you check how old he is? Yeah. I think he's 24, but as you said, he's pointing, telling everyone to go. Go back and watch those 18 and 19 grand finals. Cooper Cronk's on the field. Victor's doing the same thing. Yeah, He was 20 years old then. Yeah, he's 24 now. 24. There's a moment in the 2019 grand final where he subs on you see him sprint onto the field and as he runs to the ruck, he hits Jared and Takiyo on the ass and he yells something at him 
the next play, you see him put Takiyaho straight through a gu- straight through a gap, and they, and they go fifty meters. Just an absolute, and that's against that that Canberra's defense was incredible. Yeah, well, watch him. Oh, if you guys, you've obviously watched the the semifinals coming up, but just watch yeah. England and and a lot of people get plaudits like George Williams is playing out of his skin, young Jack Wellsby at six, Sam Tompkins is is a great ball player at the back, but their attack revolves around. Victor and what he's doing, and he he he's a humble he's a humble guy, Vic. He he would never he would never claim anything like that. But he is the key to them going on and, and winning the World Cup. Like if he if he's at his top level and he's playing uh, best lock in the world kind of football, and, and what we know Victor can, I think England are a real shaker winner. But I've just been really impressed at waking up and just watching how he gets people across the field because. The one thing about him is that we all know is he doesn't shirk the tough stuff either. Like he gets the balance right between I'm going to be Victor the Inflictor, where he got the nickname, where he's going out there bruising, bashing people, kick pressure and inside pressure and intimidating, into that finesse ball player where England are running forty to sixty points every week. So it's pretty impressive to watch. They're like the the three we named: Yo, Murray, and and Radley. They all probably do one thing better than the other, but their all round games just are so so good. I can't wait to see. Radley and and Murray in about four years time, in twenty eight, sort of starting to hit the what should be their peak. I think it's going to be scary. If England play Australia in the final, do you reckon Victor's taking that personal? One hundred percent. Well, I know. Well, I know the answer is yes, but yeah. like I just, I I would love for the camera to be just on Victor as he's walking out. The emotion, obviously, of representing your heritage, how proud his dad is of him. He talks about the Yorkshire blood, but then to go against two guys that were battling him for the origin slash Australian jerseys and then one guy in Cam that he's played since he was seven years old in the Eastern Suburbs competition. I think you'll see um, the best of, of all three of them, which will mm. be unbelievable to, to watch. Sit back on your couch and watch. It, it should make for a good game. But in saying that, they've they've got to get there first. Obviously, New Zealand are unbelievable and, and Samoa aren't going to go down without a fight as well. So should be good next couple of games. That's part of the narrative that I love with Radley and Cam Murray. You've got Cam Murray. He's a mascot jet. South Sydney Junior Victor Radley's a Cloverly Crocodile. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And I reckon there's going to be a point in five or six years where, well, obviously, Cam Murray, he's already the, the um, captain of South Sydney. For me, I think Rads is probably the next captain of the Sydney Roosters. I think you deserve it and suit it as well. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, he, he's followed in the footsteps of blokes like Jared and Siwa and Mitch Orbison and, and blokes like this that have been great leaders. And from all accounts, he's really close to Teddy, who was formed into arguably the best leader in, in football at the moment, captaining state and country. So, I mean, uh, he, he's obviously had different battles in, in terms of off-field stuff, which we, which we all go through growing up. It's a part of learning. And you can tell that he's really matured. Like, I, I love listening to his interviews now, Victor. He... He doesn't always try and be the larrikin that he once was. He's got that side of him and you never want him to lose it because that's what makes him and, and people like Brandon Smith the people that they are and the marketable people that they are. But he's got that real maturity uh, maturity, sorry, and sense in purpose and when he talks and yeah, it's a it's a it's a big it's a big thrill to watch him not only um, mature as a player but a person too, and it's great to see. 
Boy, is there any other ball playing forwards you want to throw in there before we hit the frog and toad, Matty? Oh, I can't think of any. You done and dusted, Jacko? I'm done and dusted. Yeah, because I could keep talking. Yeah. I've got about ten English blokes that I could name: Kevin Sinfield, that West Andy Tigers Farrell. Third, eh? <laughs> Looking rooster. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> He's a battler. He's a battler. We love it. Uh, Guys, thanks for joining us once again on the off-season. We will be back uh, next week. We'll let you know what time that episode is dropping and what our topic will be. I think we're going to get stuck into utilities, the best utilities of all time. A lot of you guys have been asking for that, uh, so stay tuned for that. Plenty more content coming. Cheers, guys. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.